Hey, this is Don Coscarelli, and you are listening to The Skeleton Crew. And a heads up, uh, Dan dies at the end. Welcome, boneheads. It is here once again, the iconic classic, The Skeleton Crew Horror Podcast. The podcast that will tickle your funny bone and have you screaming for more. Exclusively at Horrorphilia.com with your trio of numbskulls, Dave Z. There's not a whole lot to tell. I'm a pretty simple guy. Jamie Jenkins. And the whole time, I'm like, why am I watching this? And Alex Edwards. Hi, Mr. Bill? Yeah, asshole. You are now entering the bone zones. Guys, it is the Skeleton Crew, and here we are. We are going to spend the next four shows talking about Friday the 13th. That's something we have not gotten into yet. What's it called? Uh, Phantasm. Wait, what did I just say? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, awesome. I tried to play along. Jamie tried to play along. Now, I actually didn't want people to turn this off and be like, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> oh, fucking clickbait title telling me they're doing Phantasm. <laughs> <laughs> they just can't get off of this shit. Imagine that, a clickbait podcast. Oh, we should. We should be like bloody disgusting. Totally. And just do clickbait shows. Do it. You should say like so, Stephen King, first podcast interview ever. Right. And then be like, it's not this one, but I'm sure he did one somewhere. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, we actually lost first place in the in the podcast ratings because we didn't have a good title for our show, and Dave had a better one called Sleepaway Camp, and ours was called Hey Yo. I know. Yeah, so you actually are... That's why I'm so angry with you before the show started, because you actually cost me first place. Oh, man. In July, that's... yep. It's crazy, huh? How dare you, Jamie? You should be mad too. I grr, I am so mad. I'm the only guy. <laughs> Actually, I'm not mad because three of my shows made the top ten, so I really have nothing to complain about. Oh. See, everyone's all happy now without the crew being the forefront of four. If you count the crew, duh. So oh. yeah, I'm in four of the. Wow, she didn't even count the crew. <laughs> this <laughs> is was... really great. No, that was just. <laughs> No, that was just a given. I, I automatically oh. assume that one's going to be there. That's what that is. It is, man. <laughs> that, that's right. And I'm the only one that can ever knock them off, and it's a fluke when I do it. It's just every now and again. Knock us off, I should say. I couldn't have any two less invested people on this. this <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> First, Jamie was all about Devour, and then she somehow found something else to be into. You were all about Banana Laser, and now I finally thought I gotcha, and you go ahead and make your own show. So two of you are still not, this is not the focus of your life yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember why Exploding Head started, because you told me I had too many ideas and I needed to start my own show. And then you told me, check it out, have new people on your show, voices that I haven't heard. Yep, and I did both of those things for you. Oh, right. Now I remember. I know, and you don't even listen to every show. But I did both of them for you. Too many ideas, start your show, and if you do start a show, get two fresh faces on it. 
boom, I fucking did both of them for you. It's so, all for you, Alex. It's all for you. Right, but he can I, care about <laughs> this one more. I love this one. It's the Skeleton Fucking Crew. It's the best podcast ever. To this day, everywhere I go, if someone says, what podcast? I always say that the Skeleton Crew is the best podcast ever. Anytime someone asks for a recommendation, then I even say, and the stuff before I was there, I said, I didn't come to episode 100. Listen to all that shit. Don't worry about me, I said. I'm an afterthought. I said, listen Feeling to when I wear a t-shirt. What? <laughs> That's right. What? No banana laser shirt? Uh, I mean, other than that one. You have a banana laser shirt? Nope, I was testing you. <laughs> oh, because I don't have one. There is no, no. fucking banana laser shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I love how Matt did like five Skeleton Crew shirts, but never got around to doing his own show shirt. See? Matt's like me. He still praise Skeleton Crew, even over his own show. No, you don't have to praise. I just wish that this was your main passion. But it's okay. Hey, man. I just do what you asked me to do. <laughs> I'm the Lone Ranger in that world. I had too many ideas for this show that required way too much. Right? Fine. All right. Enough. I, yeah. See, this the skeleton crew. Alex, you're just too damn good. I, I, I can't even attempt to fucking compete in any way, shape, or form. Skelination. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Man. Once you're in the skelination, it's... You're in for life. It's like the NWO. Yeah. And we've lasted longer than Hogan Hall and Ash ever did. <laughs> That's for sure. This is our bizarre intro into the fan. And it's good. This was like a trippy intro that was just all over the place. And that makes sense because this is a trippy movie and probably a trippy franchise. I wouldn't know. You two guys, uh, let's talk a little bit about your experiences with Phantasm. So so people know where we're coming from. Jamie... What is your familiarity with this? Let's start with number one, and then I would like to know your familiarity with the entire franchise thus far, since part five is not out right now. Uh, Mainly my familiarity with Phantasm is just having watched it a lot. Um, I mean, since it was released in 1979, it has been around uh, virtually all my life. I mean, not exactly, but close enough. Um... I've just seen it a lot. And for the longest time, the first one was really the only one that I liked. And everyone loved the second one, loved the second one, loved the second one. And I just thought it had completely, it had a completely different tone from the first one. So I never really got into it. But then in the past several years, since Ravager's been coming along, I've ended up doing <laughs> retrospectives for a, a couple of other shows. So I've had I've watched it a lot recently. Well, not recently, but in the last couple of years. So you've um, retroed this how many times now? Twice. Uh, not including this one. And the and so then I've actually come around to the second one quite a bit. I enjoy it, but for many different reasons. The third and fourth, I have not seen nearly as much. Uh, mainly the first one is the one that I know more than any of the others. The third and fourth one, I've only seen them a, a few times each. And two of those few being for the respective podcast shows that I did. So I, do, I don't have a long history with those. But with the first one, I do. And I have always loved it for... The, uh, the dreamlike quality, um, 
I was talking today to Brian, and it's it could be Argento. Uh, if you look at the way the stru- the structure is set, like the way the story structure goes, it's very dreamlike. It's very weird. It doesn't completely make sense in all the places. You listen to the music. It's very Italian, uh, at least Italian-inspired. And then if you look at the blood itself, it is that bright red Italian (laughs) blood, you know, that that you see. And I can see where this film has some heavy uh, Italian influence. Now, I've never asked Coscarelli that myself, and I don't think I've ever heard him say it. So I don't know how on the mark that is. But if I had to put money down, I would say that he was heavily influenced by Italian horror cinema. And that may be why I like it so much. Do you do you see what I'm saying, Dave? You're a big Italian guy. Do you feel, or do you see what I'm talking about there? Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I was going to, uh, it's one of the notes I took. Too late, that, too late. I stepped. <laughs> boy, she stepped on your shit, boy. That's good, though. That, but check it out. He is an Italian, too. Well, so that's that, right. He is, he is. But I mean. Um, I know, I know what you're saying. But yeah, I, I agree. I didn't even think about that. That makes sense. Does that mean then if you were to make a movie that it would be like... <laughs> Fuck yeah, you know I love her, Joe. Of course. Trust me, Jamie. It would be like Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> My first movie would be Friday. Then I'd get a bigger budget for the second. Then it'd be sure, like... sure. No, it would be a Halloween film, but we have to get him a red bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine would be like that. <laughs> no bucket head. <clears throat> Uh, it's okay, Dave. So, what about part two, three, and four? Oh, the, yo, this is what's crazy is that, <clears throat> and I knew this about Jamie, but I, I yeah, because I've heard it before. But it's crazy that we have the same feel about this series because most people pick two over one. And Jamie, like me, I was always about one. And the same exact thing. Everybody was all up two's ass when it when it came out, and I saw it when it came out. You know, and I liked it, but I always was like, no, I, I prefer the first one. So that's what's weird. Wow. But uh, I think it's that Italian, that Italian feel. I think that really has something to do with it. You know, uh-huh. particularly for you, it would make sense. Um, I love Italian movies, too. So that could be it. I mainly you know how I feel about horror, though, like true horror. The reason that I don't like Evil Dead 2, the reason I don't like Aliens is because... You know, they strip it of the pure horror. And so I feel like Phantasm 2, while it's fun, um, sort of stripped it of the pure horror that was Phantasm. And although I don't have hatred for Phantasm 2 like I do with Aliens, I don't that uh, it's not that extreme, but it's it was for roughly the same reason. You know, and it's so weird. That you and I both have the same feelings. We all prefer Evil Dead, Alien, and Phantasm over their sequels. And most horror fans, very few, I bet, could say that. That they prefer all three of those over the sequel, because most prefer the others, honestly. So, that's crazy. Yeah, but But, Jamie's a purist with all that stuff. She will, every time she rates any franchise, it's usually like one, two, three, four, five. It's always in order of the appearance. Except Halloween. <laughs> I, I hadn't noticed that. But, well, that's I'm true. I'm the same way. Except for, um, and uh, I actually prefer Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead over Night of the Living Dead. So, 
that's well, that's obvious, right? Most do, yeah. Um, yep. Yo, I only see. Oh, and then of course there's time. Jaws 3D, which is you know the pinnacle oh. of filmmaking. That's <laughs> clearly the best of the three. <laughs> okay, that was a joke for anyone out there who is not familiar. That was, I don't really believe that. <laughs> yeah, if you guys were steaming through all the laughter that followed where her statement was, then uh... you got to be careful with some people these days. They they take you at face value, and you got to. Oh, I know. That's for sure. <laughs> so I only saw part of three one time the night it came out at the theater, or the night that it came on video. I forgot which one. I don't know if that was direct to video or it came to the movies. But I've only seen it once. And check it out. I have never, even though I've owned it in one way, shape, or form for years, I've never watched Oblivion Part 4. I just did not get around to it. Really? Yep. Well, you'll see why when you do. Um. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a reason I haven't rushed to it as well. Right. <laughs> right. But we'll see. Who knows? Maybe I'll like more than I'm anticipating. I know there's a lot of shit from Part 1 in it, so we'll see. Huh. Yeah, well, that's cool. Well, I wanted to talk about that. I mean, I guess we could do it now, since we're not really into anything. Supposedly, uh, the original running time of this first movie was three hours long, and Don Coscarelli decided that it was, you know, way too long to hold people's attention. So he made tons of cuts to the film. And so the unused footage that was found in the late 90s became the framework for Phantasm IV Oblivion, which came out in 1998. Uh, and they say the rest of the footage is just lost. So, how much and how obvious is it that that film is from part one, Jamie? And does it blend well when they go back to the normal movie? And do they use it as, is somebody talking about what happened back then and they're showing it? Or do they just sort of make it like as if it's happening then? No, it's like a it's it's like a flashback, but the it's extremely obvious. I mean, you I mean, it's because the kid, you know, is he looks like he did in part one. Wait, he's in part four. Well, yeah, see, it's all what happened? What, yeah, That's what what's great about the series, Alex? Right. Yeah. What happened with a Michael Baldwin is he was in the first one, and then when the studio wanted to make a set second one they told Coscarelli that they can't they, they needed a name they needed a name in the film in order to push it and so he had to get rid of someone well he wasn't going to get rid of Reddy Bannister so he they pretty much forced him into getting rid of a Michael Baldwin and replacing him with this kid who was like a he was a big deal at the time in like TV like he was a soap star and stuff like that so they replaced him in the second movie and then the second movie is what the second movie is and it's it's completely different uh, completely different feel um well it, but like i said it's fun but it's totally different that was part of the reason i had a dislike for it too was that it wasn't the same actor right now who was replaced the older brother the ice cream guy or the kid michael the kid okay then went the one who looks like nelly from little house <laughs> on the prairie <laughs> if you guys saw my side by side on the film page that shit cracks me up but but then when the third one came back around, like when it came, when he made the third one, he brought him back. And he has been with the series ever since. Because he never wanted to get rid of him. He That was not his idea. It was, you know, all the producers. And so... Huh. Um, so he came back for th- three, four, and five? Yes. <laughs> These two fucking guys have something to do with this weird... Oh, wait, here's a weird thing. 
Now, I, it says Angus Grimm is in part five. <laughs> what did you call him? Angus Grimm. Grimm? That's fucking awesome. Angus Grimm. Angus Grimm. Oh, I thought you said Grimm. G-R-I-M-M. Yeah. <laughs> You're the fucking glee. Scrim. <laughs> Scrim? Boy. Angus. Boy. Scrim. S-C-R-I-A-M-M. Oh. Oh, I, I guess I always blend it like Angus Scrim. Angus. No, it makes sense because when you have, you know, the, the first name ending with a, with an S and then the second name beginning with an S, they do kind of blend together. So yeah, Angus Scrim. So it's guess... Angus Scrim. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so... Now, they say he's in part five, but didn't he die, like, last year? Yes. Now, did he die during filming or something? I think they had finished. I mean, I uh, I want to say they had finished it, because this, fil- this film has been in the works for several years. Really? So, yeah, which might be to its detriment. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Uh, so he's in it fully. That's interesting. Okay. That's great. Thankfully. Thankfully. Because, yeah. right. Alex, let me say this. This is... What uh, it, the attempt in this series is to—you'll respect this—is to make it. It plays like one long movie. It's like when one ends, the next one picks up. They're, they're true sequels. Well, that's impossible. The kids are like fifty years older every time they do it. It doesn't matter. That's the way. Unless I'm wrong about four, but I mean that's how one, two, and three are, are set. It's like the next day. Well, there's there's like. Um... There's some time that passes and things that have gone on in between, the, you know, between the films, but they are pretty much, um, it's a continuation. Huh. You know, I mean, it's not like, I mean, because if you look at, there's sort of like an, a more apocalyptic feel as you go later on because they're going from town to town and, and they're noticing that things. So it's clearly not next day because they have done a lot of traveling. But it's it is. It's implied that it's, it's yeah supposed, that it's, you know it's con- that is continued yeah I mean yeah. that it's just it keeps going, which is great. Which is the, it is good. It's very series cool. Do that. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah, shit. With all the same characters, nobody fucking does that. Okay, it's uh, 1979, 1988. I can't find the third one. Wait, let me see. It was like 90 fucking. I think might might have been 90, 90 or 91. Phantasm 3, 1994. Wow. Okay, wait, do it real quick so we can keep it in our minds. So in 79, and how many years later? Let's write it down. 88, right? So how many is that? 12 years? <laughs> 11. <laughs> 11 years? Eight, eight years, sorry. You're as Nine. bad as my... <laughs> Jamie. It's eight years. So in oh, no, eight 79 years... and 88, it's nine years. Okay, nine years between one and two? Okay, and how many, what's the third one? 94, so six years later. Six years after that, what about four? Mm, oh, let's see, oh no, that's five, shit. Oh, eight, 98, well, right? Five. No, 98, I know. So 94 to 98? Wow, what a cool picture that is. Okay, I'll figure it out. Four years. The, the picture for Phantasm Four. the guy looks like the fucking creeper from Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> and what now year is, what year are we in right now, 2016? Yes, we are. And how many years is that past 98? 20 years? Well, 18 years. So the first one, the sec part two is nine years after one. The next one is six years later. 
The next one's four years later, and the next one's 18 years later. What the <laughs> fuck took them so long? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. My mind's fried from all that fucking math, though. The Don Coscarelli, uh, what's it called? The th- fourth, fifth one? No. No. No, but really? he was heavily involved. They brought everybody back, but he didn't direct it. Wasn't he did? That was when he was doing John Dies at the End, isn't it? Like, wasn't he involved in other things? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, because remember, they've been filming it over on weekends over the course of like two years or something. That way, this that movie too, part five, because I know in part one, he kept renting all the filming equipment every Friday and returned it every Monday. And that went on forever. He only recorded on weekends because it was like cheap. So you're telling me they have to resort to that again? <laughs> 40 years later. Yeah, Coscarelli hasn't been that busy. Jesus. He doesn't do that many movies. All right, well, let's get into the movie. Yeah. This is a pretty fulfilling pre-show, I think. All right, <clears throat> we'll be right back, guys, and we will get into the real review of Phantasm 1979, the year I was born. We'll be right back. Riley Martin there, please? This is he. Hi, this is uh, Dave. How you doing? Dave. Dave Letterman. Uh, I, I, listen, I heard your show on uh, Sirius Monday night, and I thought it was a hoot, and uh, you're an amazing... Okay, guy. okay, hold him up, Dave. Yeah. This is Dave Letterman. Yes. <laughs> How did you get this number? Uh, from Paul Schaefer. And, oh, okay. And I just want to know you're an amazing talent, and uh, if we can, I'd love to do some things with you. The, the deal is, uh, you know, Paul Schaefer has also been abducted. Yeah, a lot of people have. You know Paul Schaefer, right? I believe that he is your sidekick. Yeah. He claims he was uh, he was butt-fucked by a, by a Martian. Yeah. By the way, you've got a very sexy voice. I just want to say that right now. Do you mind if I pleasure myself to your voice? <laughs> well, I'll do so. All right. How did, it, how did it all start? My experiences started when I was... Seven years old, man. Right. And ultimately, I'm sure that my experiences happened at that time so that I would one day meet uh, stupid motherfuckers like you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then be uh, awakened out of a nice sleep after having been up most of the night working on my symbols. You know, I. I... Uh, by some fucking idiot uh, who is wasting my valuable time. Just like a black guy to sleep past noon, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's just like a shit-eating redneck to call a black yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 all right. Wait Take a minute, care, wait man. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> How many alien well, fingers can you, you take? I got you, didn't I? Yeah. Didn't call would, would you be willing yeah. to let Paul Schaefer dress up as a Martian and fuck you in your black ass? Yeah. Uh, you right. yeah. uh, You lame butt-fucking cocksucker. Yeah. Uh, I hope that uh, we shall meet whoever is making this call, because I will rip you another yeah. asshole, you <laughs> cocksucker. What does alien semen taste like? Uh, Phantasm. Is it a nightmare? 
phantasm? Is it an illusion? Phantasm. Is it an evil? You have to take me home. What? what? No questions. You must take me home. Phantasm. Is it a fantasy? scare you. You're already dead. Alright guys, it's Phantasm 1979. This is one trippy as hell movie. It stars Michael Baldwin as Michael Reggie Railing. I mean... <laughs> That's like a porn star, Reggie Railing. He's railing away. You know? <laughs> Brock Landers and Reggie Railing. <laughs> Bill and Bill Thornberry is wild. Well, just in case nobody knows, Angus Grimm was in I Sell the Dead, The Awakening, and that's that's his two movies besides Phantasm 1 and 2 that he's known for according to IMDb. And he died this year in January on the 9th. Do you want to start this off by talking about Reggie Bannister's Skullet? <laughs> in honor of Reggie Bannister, we should call ourselves the Skeleton Crew. <laughs> all right. Now, should we and all shave the tops w- of our heads? Yeah, we're all going to sport skullets for the entirety of this <laughs> retrospective. <laughs> all right, do you want to do it? I'll get, I got the buzzer right here because I had a feeling that you were going to say this. So let's just go through with it, guys. I really think we should shave skullets into our head. <laughs> I'm down. Okay. All right, you first, Dave. Ready? Yeah, I'm born ready, man. Yeah. Here you go, dude. Don't move. Don't move. Ah, fuck that, dude. Stop. You're, mo- you're messing it up. I can do it myself. Just hold up the mirror. No. <laughs> I'm going to hold the bottom of your chin. You have Jamie here. Why can't she? She's better with hair shit. I'm, a- <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> Girls are better. All right, look in the mirror. What do you think? Yeah, Jamie, what do you think? I trust you. Well, eh. Uh. All right, well, Jamie, you go next. Ready? Just close your eyes. Wait, put your head against the wall. I don't want you to move. Here we go. What is in your hair? What? Why is it so hard and sticky? <laughs> oh. Sorry. You're jamming up my buzzer. <laughs> Oh, okay, wait, hold on. Almost done. Ah, what do you think? And Alex just said we weren't dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> We're dedicated. <laughs> all sport and skulls for this show. We're also very punny. <laughs> okay, so let's get into and the review now. Funny. 
<laughs> now it's time to get into the review. So we're bald skeletons? We're, we're, we're skeletons with skullets now? Oh, you two are. I'm not doing it. We're skulletons? Hey. Yeah, of course you're doing it. Hold his ass fucking Hold down. It. Uh, yeah. No, wait, wait. Get off. Get off of me. <laughs> Fuck that. <Yeah. laughs> God damn it. See? We're going to do you like fucking they did Trump in, 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 in WrestleMania that year. You're getting hair in my my mouth. Can you tilt my head the other way? <laughs> Jamie, get him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, I look like an asshole. <sighs> no, you look good. Yeah? Huh, good, you thanks. Better than I do, that's for sure. Well, you both look better than I do. <laughs> I think you look actually I, if I were you I would just continue this look forever I mean Hulk Hogan did it <laughs> and nobody said anything about it for 20 years with a guy running around a wrestling ring with a fucking skullet <laughs> nobody thought that was weird but okay well and he was a blonde so I guess if he can get away with it then I, I can too yeah I'll just wear a lot of red and yellow and nobody will say a word exactly <laughs> Wait, imagine if Hulk Hogan shaved his head bald and he was walking around bald all these years. That would not be a good look on Hulk Hogan. Uh, dude, he had millions upon millions upon millions. Where are your fucking hair plugs, asshole? Like, why did he not? At least, look, he was a millionaire by the time it still looked okay. Even in WrestleMania 3, well, he yeah, had man. enough hair and he could have thrown in a couple more plugs there. Nobody would have noticed. And he could have kept, main, he could have maintained what he had, but he just let it go like an asshole. He looked like an asshole. Well, damn him. <laughs> damn him for not giving a shit about his appearance. He looked like Humpty Dumpty with that head. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was looked, rich, bitch. He looked like Bozo the Clown. Yeah, no, he was rich, and he only had a, a ring of hair around his head. I don't understand. Okay, guys, so we all have skulls. We encourage you to do the same thing. Just pause this and... Please shave the top of your head off and leave the sides and back. All right, guys. Uh, so the movie starts off with a couple having sex. Uh, the guy finishes up, and the it is a really weird sex position. The girl was actually laying flat on top of him, which makes no sense. I mean, I guess a girl could be on top of you and not be sitting straight up, but I've never had it happen. But okay. Let's not get too picky. Incidentally, that was Bill Thornberry, even in the first scene, because the woman playing that role refused to have fake sex with the guy that was supposed to be the first guy to get killed. So Bill Thornberry did the stand-in. Yeah, wow, that's weird. Much like the Black Widow, he uh, he finishes, and then she takes a knife out and stabs him in the chest and kills him. We don't know why. So then, uh, the but we see that it was actually the tall man, and um, oh, Jamie, and that it, uh, <laughs> oh, Jamie, he says it happens <laughs> in the first fucking 30 seconds. It's how am I spoiling anything? Oh, wait, did we see that it was him then from 72? Yes. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, they show you if they show you that it's actually him, <laughs> what? and that was it, it to me. That just gives it a whole creepy, like a whole nother level of creep is just like, what? Okay, you are the tall. This is the thing that you can do to lure people in so you can kill them is you got to dress up. Okay, I can understand looking like a woman and getting their attention, but you have to do you have to go that far? I mean, I don't know. That's just kind of creepy to me. He's like, he's like, man, I love tricking these guys into killing them. But God, sucking their dick is the worst part about this. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, why couldn't oh, he... Jamie. Yeah, why couldn't he just walk up to a guy and just by the element of surprise stick a knife in his chest? Like, why does he have to well, yeah, fuck him? Yeah, like, hey... You know, yeah, like, hey, listen... Hey, uh, sailor, come join me behind this tombstone and then just, you know, stab the shit out of him, you know? Right. I don't... I'm not sure I'm grasping. He's at number one, he's an alien, so who even knows what know. he looks like? He's not really exactly. a man. He looks like one of those green things on the Simpsons for all we know. It's just a fucking <laughs> No, it's true. And we don't know that he actually is, that they have a whole gender thing. And I mean, it, it, it that requires thought, though. Right. <laughs> and yeah, I, it's easy. That's, and I mean, at the time, shit. at the time when you see that part, you don't know that, though. When you, you don't. Right. When we first see that, you just suddenly see a creepy man face there, and you're like, well, what the fuck? Mm. Well, the one thing they don't put any thought into is the wardrobe, because she wears the same goddamn dress every night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I pointed that out, and Brian says, doesn't she have a different face? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> she let him finish. She's like Einstein. She has all the same dress in her closet. That's true. She did. That was very benevolent of her to let yeah. him get done before she killed him. Right. So, yeah, it's not so bad. You know, you get to do that, and then if that's the last thing I do before I die, well, then whatever. Well, as long as I'm, like, 75, that I won't mind. Well, it's, it happened so quick, what's the fucking difference? Well, I, want, I have some other stuff I want to do first that I'll forget about when I'm dead. I don't want to die. I'm just saying if I'm going to die young, let me do it right after fucking. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> oh, if I'm going to, yes. Yeah, for not not even fucking, you know, finishing the act. Let that be the last thing I feel before I feel like three seconds of pain. Right. I still want to die in front of the computer. <laughs> I'd rather do it during actual sex. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I guess this guy's name is Tommy, who gets killed. So, it's Tommy's funeral. Uh, Jody is uh, freaked out that the tall man, who is the name of the villain... He lifted a coffin all by himself, and even uh, to a young boy like uh, Jody... Michael, not Michael. Jody. <laughs> that is an odd thing to say. Jody picks up the same girl at a bar, brings her to the same exact tombstone somehow. That's the spot. Yeah, man. That's where he's comfortable. Yeah. Oh, let's do that. <laughs> the kid... Mike distracts him so he doesn't get killed by this dude. Yeah, because he, he fucking sees the Jawa and gets scared shitless. Yeah, right. The Jawas start chasing him. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, then his so brother starts him. chasing him with the tall man's panties in his mouth. <laughs> 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 Matt Wiesel. Would be very happy about this movie because the, uh, the Jawas were actually not, they did not cast midgets to play them. They were actually played by children, so they didn't have that bizarre walk, that waddle that midgets have. And I guess oh. they couldn't hire them because they can't run either, right? Because they have that weird shifty run where their whole body goes one side. Like, it's like that weird... It's as if you're running on stilts or something. Well, haven't you ever seen Time Bandits? Yeah. yeah. They're running in that fucking thing, remember? They're running yeah. all over the place. <laughs> Maybe it was cheaper, too, because, I mean, most of the stuff on this film was done by people he knew... Or, I mean, it was done on the cheap. It only had a $300,000 budget. And, like, his mom did a lot of the special effects and stuff. <laughs> so maybe it was just, like, neighborhood kids that they knew. And they're like, hey, come put this on and run around. You know, I don't know. Well, supposedly, <gasps> I, you know, was... Dave made a joke about them being Jawas. But, you know, supposedly this was uh, filmed before Star Wars came out. 
So many think that Star Wars stole the look of the Jawa from these guys. Yeah, except they, I don't, I never saw, I mean, I've heard that too, like that theory, but I've never seen an instance in which they would have the opportunity to see them. I know that uh, I've heard rather that Don Coscarelli, like after Star Wars came out, he was kind of like, damn it, you know, <laughs> because he mm. knew it was coming. Like he right. knew that the people were going to to do the comparison, but they were separate but equal. Like they it just happened you know it was no one ripped anybody off it just happened to be but i mean he it's kind of that that curse that you suffer when yours comes out later is that people are always going to say one way or the other somebody ripped somebody off but it just didn't it just they just happened to be like it's kind of like that song whoop there it is or oop there it is oh yeah you guys don't remember that there were two songs that came out almost the same time whoop there it is, and whoop, there it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, shake the dairy, yeah. These three words mean you're getting busy. Whoop, there it is, hit me. And there were two Macarenas that came out at the same time, remember? Yeah. You don't remember that? There's two different, yeah, two Macarenas where the vocals are different, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Wow, how weird. That I don't remember. And Alex, you're, you're bringing that up just explains why I see the two different versions of t-shirts. Because I was always like, wow, they just can't decide how to spell that, can they? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what, t-shirts? Yeah, of whoop there it is. Of Wump oh. you know, like you'd see some of them say, but I did. Were there really two different songs? I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. But I did yeah, notice what, what that they, they were... sound older. You know, and the other one. Macarena. And there's one has like a noise of like shuffled cards in the background going, and one of them has, yeah. That's weird. This kid's working on his car. The car starts wobbling around, and his best idea is to stay under it. The Jawas knock the car over. He lo- he seemingly gets murdered. I'm not even going to start to explain the him getting squashed under a car, but he's fine thing. I guess it landed a centimeter above crushing him on any level. I don't know. He's a skinny kid, you know? That's all. Yeah, sure. It looked like it crushed him when I showed it. <laughs> so I never uh, thought that. Wow. Yeah, oh yeah. So the, uh, the kid goes on a chase... And the funeral home. All this takes place in the funeral home, by the way. That's where this uh, tall man. And by the way, Angus Grimm was uh, six foot four because we keep calling him the tall man. He's like Wazell. Yeah, he is. But he wore lifts that made him six foot seven. Also, they cut his pants intentionally shorter so that it would look like his pants were too short, thereby giving him the impression that he was taller. Like Frankenstein. And yeah, and then, you know, like if you see that scene, one of my favorite scenes, and I think everyone's favorite scene is when he's walking through downtown and he has that weird, that arm swingy gait. Yeah. And it's just, he slows, um, Coscarelli slowed it down, you know, so he looked um, very imposing coming down the street right before he had that sort of orgasmic ice cream truck 
uh, mm. moment there you when smelled he... something. Or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> smelled the cold. That's what I always took it as, just the cold. Yeah, I mean it just, oh, and you can awesome. tell he's just he has that moment there where he's just like, uh, um, like <laughs> lurch. But um, mm-hmm. what I think Burger. is what I love about the the tall man is this is Coscarelli's interpretation of how a child views adults. So, I mean, this whole thing is like a nightmare from a kid's point of view and how kids deal with grief and loss and death and how they deal with living in a world populated by grown-ups and they see them as imposing figures. So he wanted to make the tall man seem as tall and imposing as possible because that's how a child would see it from that point of view. Now, why he went with a 13-year-old kid, I don't know, because it seems like you'd go even lower than... I want to say I heard somewhere that originally the, the kid was supposed to be nine or something like that, which would kind of make a little more sense if you want to approach that whole how the child views adults kind of thing, because once you hit 13, it's not quite that... Uh, and there's not that quite a big as big a difference, you know, you, you start... You're approaching manhood yourself. So... Um, well, I still see adults that way. Yeah. <laughs> But I like that. I like that this is how he, this that was that was his point of view there. You know, the, the kids they have to deal with loss. And I mean, and in, the, in this film, Michael has a lot of loss to deal with. You know, he's when we first meet them, his parents had died two years ago. Then they have a very close friend of the family that gets killed, and then we get to the end, and you find out something else. And then, I mean, it's just he is surrounded by loss of important people in his life. And, and authority figures in his life. And I just think that's really, that that whole theme is something that you don't see approached a lot. And I think it's a cool way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, <clears throat> kid goes on this big chase in the funeral home with the tall man. The uh, this weird guy who's sort of like a servant of Tall Man grabs Mike, and then Mike ducks down, and one of the Tall Man's balls hit him in the head. No, nothing. <laughs> okay, so uh, these balls are silver, and they have these like uh, so thor- uh, prongs sticking out of them. And they just fly through the air. I guess they're controlled by the tall man because he's an alien. And then he just jams in people's head. And it's cool because after it gets in your head, it drills into your head. And then it, the the blood pumps out through the other end of the ball. So it stays in your head while it shoots the blood out. That was pretty cool. Um, and that's very good for like, you know, $2.80 of, you know, special effects that they were using. Oh, they did great with, what, with that budget though, man. Seriously. Yeah. I think. You know, and just... Come on, man. They're fucking seeing that spear fly and freaking come at them and hitting and blood squirting out that way. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, I love how there's like six gallons of blood squirting out of this thing. And then, you know, there is nothing on the floor. There's nothing on the walls. There's nothing anywhere. (laughs) But clearly it was just like a geyser. Just, you know, the guy even does this whole wiggle thing. I mean, so like blood should have been just it should have been all over michael it should have been everywhere but right. there's just nothing. nothing like well they just you know they didn't want to dirty up the place because <laughs> yeah, right. they have the budget for a cleaning crew so tall man chases the kid and the kid slams the tall man's uh hand in the door 
Then he chops his fingers off. That's pretty ballsy. So his uh, fingers, oh, well, he bleeds like orange, like uh, the guys from Halloween 3, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a, it always reminded me of, like, mustard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he bleeds honey mustard. And, uh, <laughs> oh, look, and yeah, he just, yeah, too bad he didn't have chicken fingers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he had tall man fingers. Yeah, he had tall man fingers. <laughs> It'll be a pretty small meal. <laughs> so his finger is in a box that old gag where you put your finger through the bottom we all did that as kids as they do in this movie and what's awesome is that his finger morphs into a giant fly uh and then that's and that whole finger thing is when uh jo- jody started believing him too so then the the jawa jumps on uh jody when he goes to investigate after his brother tells him about all this crap so later on, uh, there's a cool scene where Michael is kidnapped by the tall man and, uh, he shoots his way out of the hearse, jumps out of the back window and it explodes into a ball of fire. Now, do, do we learn in the future why tall man, and we could even talk about the end cause I think everybody's seen this. How is it that he could survive that? And then boulders dropping on him and stuff like, just because you're an alien, why does that mean that you don't get hurt or die? He can change into a uh, into that chick. So think about that. He could do anything he wants almost. Well, clearly he can't die if he's in the fifth movie. Well, that's enough. Dude has power to turn into, to make people think when they look at him that they see a chick. How about that? That's some fucking strong power right there. So yeah. when you're dealing with this type of supernatural shit. He is a chick. He is a chick. I mean, you're not fucking him in the ass and thinking it's his twat. <laughs> he he actually must be a chick at that point. He's an alien. He, he makes the person think that they're having sex with a chick. It's like a fucking mind control. Yeah, but when his balls get in the way? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he has to be a chick. It actually, he... he He's a homorphodite. Get the provisions, homorphodite. <laughs> He's a shapeshifter. Don't call me any of your mother's pet names. <laughs> I just keep rattling off "Stand by Me" since you started it. So, <laughs> so stupid. Okay. It fit though. It fit. Mm-hmm. Jody is looking for a jar of pennies. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, is there anything to talk about Reggie Bannister thus far? He plays a mean guitar. Yeah. What about that song in the beginning? Acoustic. Yeah, man. They're fucking. That's what's great about this movie. You would not see that in a movie nowadays. I love that scene, man. It's just a simple thing, two dudes hanging out, and then, you know, granted, it's a little cheesy by today's standards, but I think it's fucking great.
And you know, he's like, we're hot as leather. Now, is hot as leather the name of the band or was he making a statement? No, nobody. <laughs> I thought Jamie might know. <laughs> I thought she might, I thought she'd at least have an opinion. What'd you say? Hot as leather. You know how he says that at the end? He goes, we're hot as leather. After they had that jam session? Yeah. Do you think that he's just making a statement or that that's their band? I don't know. I just always assumed he was making a statement, but... Okay. It's, it's maybe cool. That, maybe that is their band. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't that remind you of like a Guns N' Roses, like an unplugged song, like Side 2 with GNRLIs? <laughs> I actually like that song. What's funny, though, is... It, and I do like it. I like the music especially, but I... I, I kind of get into it but what's weird is I always then tune out so like halfway through the song I just I, my mind wanders until the movie starts up again <laughs> so I don't even think I've ever noticed him saying that hot as leather line <laughs> well, there's one thing I always wonder <laughs> how come the guy says we're hot as leather no Alex they just let him in <laughs> <laughs> I want to know why he comes in the house talking about how the kids are going to get out of summer school. It's it's going to be a really hot one. The ice cream is going to go like, you know, fast. I forget the words that he uses. Anyway, meanwhile, they're all wearing long pants and long <laughs> sleeves. And in the next jacket. scene, Jody is wearing a fucking jacket. And I'm <laughs> like, I thought this was the middle of summer and it's supposed to be crazy hot. Why are you dressed like that? Maybe it's in Buffalo. It is, man. Everybody's high. <laughs> maybe that's the tall man's powers maybe they maybe yeah, the it whole makes thinking, it it's, it's, he thinks that it's summer he makes them think that it's really summer that's how strong he is because that would be a thing that you should waste your power doing what would be the <laughs> point of that I could do anything I'm going to make everyone think it's summer they're going to walk outside inappropriately dressed it'll be hilarious <laughs> they're all going to have to go back in the attic and get the box of their winter clothes now yeah. Hey, if I had those powers, I would do it just for amusement. Look at this <laughs> asshole wearing jeans in July. I did that. And then turn it back on, and you know, and then all of a sudden they're fucking dying of heat. Like, you know, snap your finger and they're unhypnotized. Like, now he's running back for his shorts. Oh, <laughs> God, this is worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I tried to make a funny. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you, I, yeah, you got a whole bit out of it. That's all. Yeah, see. <laughs> all right, so now they go back to the funeral parlor like, yet again. Hey, guys, just tell me, does every movie, is it all in the same funeral parlor? No. Okay. No. But what I did notice about this one is that this is this movie is a series of going to the funeral parlor, something scary happens, they come back home. They go to the funeral parlor, something scary happens, they come back home. They do that like 17 times. It's just back, back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. I mean, that is what this movie is, and it's kind of weird in that respect. <laughs> I've never noticed it before, but when I was watching it for this show, I'm like, God, all this movie is is going there and coming back. That's it. It's like, all right, guys, we got to do something else in this movie. How about we send them back to the funeral parlor? Right? I know where we haven't been, the funeral parlor. No, we've been there. Uh, oh, well, all right. Well, we'll get, um, there will be a portal. We haven't oh. done that. Okay, let's go to the funeral parlor and find the portal now. Well, eventually, the the, the the tall man gets tired of them coming there, so he starts going there. How about in this scene, they go to the funeral parlor? Uh, <laughs> that's That was the last scene. Oh, well, can we, what do we put in between that? <laughs> they come home. Okay. 
Now, you got the, did you get the home scene? Okay, let's go back to the funeral parlor. Then Angus Scrim's like, fuck you guys. Let me just go there instead. Yeah. That's what he probably told Coscarelli. He's like, come on. How about you just let me go to the house a couple of times? All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, now there's a, here's a question I have. Now, it's not as profound as the whole, you know, hot as leather question or... Um, <laughs> hot as leather. You know how he says that at the end? He goes, we're hot as leather. After they had that jam session. Yeah, I'll admit that. It's not I that deep. But uh, this is what I want to know. So we discover that these are the he's taking the dead people and shrinking them down to little dead midgets and enslaving them and stuff. All these little dead midgets do is transport other dead midgets. <laughs> That's all you see them doing is carrying, yeah, carrying, those things. carrying barrels with dead midgets in them. Right. So why do you need to keep making more dead midgets if all they're doing is transporting the dead midgets that you're making? It doesn't seem like you need them now, does it? At least the Oompa Loompas made chocolate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck are these guys doing? They're, well, they're the workers. Poor. Do you guys know how to make cotton candy or anything? And <laughs> Well, they're just, he just a ha- He's like a hoarder. He's like a dead midget hoarder. <laughs> uh, do you guys know how to make soda? Something? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, no. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck is the purpose, you guys? Maybe they sell them. Maybe they sell them to other planets. It's, it's a business. All right, maybe. It's a whole slave trade thing. Yes. You just it's a business. see him walking, marching through the sand. Oh, yeah. oh. I'm that type of guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So, um, now, wait a minute. Dude, now there's five fucking movies here. You're telling me, Jamie, what, what, what you're telling me is that we have no answer for this? Because I was actually honestly wondering what I'm looking at and what's the point. And I said, well, there's, there's five more movies. Okay, well, I'll tell you this much. He never wanted to do a sequel. The... To him, this movie was it. That was all there was. He had he he thought that it was done. It was complete. Like he had no ideas. When Universal approached him and wanted to do part two, he had no idea what to do with it. Which is exactly why when he finally came up with something to do, it's so completely different in tone and everything else. Because there was no sequel. This is it. You were never supposed to know anything else. Like, so he kind of had to create a mythology. So he got a six-pack and sat in front of a typewriter. To, and by the time you get to Zombie Cop, wow. I mean, he is just all the fuck out there. I, this 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 series goes into some really bizarre territory. Really? But you know what that thing is? Remember I said that thing looked like the Creeper for Oblivion? What is, is it? That shit was? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, Jamie? Oh, I don't know. I can't wait to watch these now. Something in Oblivion looks like the Creeper, kind of. They show him like, uh, and he's above Reggie Bannister. It's like he has his. his oh yeah, like, a, are they outside? I don't know. It's just like it's a, a little. It was a fucking minuscule thumbnail picture. Well, I mean, TV. just there in later on in this series, you got kids with like deadly, deadly frisbee weapons. You got <laughs> like deadly hookers, zombie cops. I mean, I'm telling you, this yeah, crazy, per- this shit goes all over the place. It so. Does. Man. But anyway, my point of saying that was that as far as he was concerned, there was no more to the story. This is it. This is the story. We have no idea what they're doing. Okay, so I'm going to guess that the three hours they cut in editing answered what the Jawas were actually here for. 
They were here to collect dead midgets because he's a dead midget hoarder. That's what, that is the only thing that makes any sense. You think I got a sign outside my house that says dead midget story? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, we got all barrels. We got to put something in them. I know. (laughs) Uh, So the tall man kills Reggie Bannister. I think he rammed a knife in his head or stomach or something yeah a stomach it, it should have been a slow death and he yeah. Was dead. Yeah, so reggie's dead the tall man falls in a mine shaft that i think i zoned out i'm sorry i think that mike and jody set this thing up and that he would jump because he jumped over it and then the other guy seemed to be up there ready to roll a boulder into it so yeah man camouflage they get into this whole fucking thing. really yeah yeah, yeah like a well, just... coyote thing Right. Yeah, right. I'm surprised that Boulder didn't say acne on it. <laughs> He's running in place for a couple seconds. <laughs> yeah. He went, beep, beep. <laughs> and then he holds up a sign that says... <laughs> y- yipes. Or oh, something. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's falling with a giant sucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sucker. <laughs> so sucker. the tall man falls in the shaft. And he's so tall, his head still sticks out of the top. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they drop bowlers on it, so he's dead. Sort they of. should have done, like, Sleepaway Camp 3. They should have put him and got the lawnmower, right, Alex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how she couldn't move out of that pile of garbage. She could have easily just sat up and walked away. But she just stayed there as if she was tied. And why Why wasn't her arms tied behind her back? That makes no sense, because isn't that the whole point of it? Isn't that what they were doing? That was the game, the trust game. Right, yeah. So how did that happen? I don't know. We should do a sleepway retro. That was the, yeah, let's do a sleepway gap retro on the skeleton crew. Yeah, we'll bring it back to number one again. Yeah, and you two haven't done it actually on the show, so <laughs> that's the magic word: sleepway gap retro. I might remember all my old jokes. Yeah, label the sleepway camp retro instead of <laughs> phantasm when we were talking about clickbait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, show twenty one and two and I think three is all sleepaway camp and then we have another one in the eighties I think eighty nine called Camp Arrowack or is that ninety two something go look at it awesome whack awesome whack that's it um so Jody is dead um oh right okay I wrote is it a dream so what am I look what am I referring to is Jody dead how did I forget the ending of this is Jody dead is that what you said. He gets killed somehow. Well, that's the little the little spin they threw at the end. That fucking, you know, it's this is all a dream and yeah. What was that all? Yeah, that's why I wrote that. Is this all a dream? What is this? Well, see, that's why this should have stayed at one movie because it would yeah. have been amazing. Another movie that should have stayed at a one off and just oh man, because that's trippy. It's like fucking Nightmare on Elm Street type shit. Yeah, you know? fucking Universal with their gotta have a franchise bullshit. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's the thing is you don't, I mean, you, you don't know. Like we just went through all of this and then Jody's sitting there talking to Reggie, Jody, Michael's sitting there talking to Reggie and Reggie says, Jody didn't get taken by the tall man. Jody died in a car accident. Right. So you're like, oh, wow, Jody's been dead the whole time and this is all a dream. And you're also wondering why the fuck is he talking to Reggie? Isn't he dead? Yeah, exactly. Then Michael he only died in the stairs. dream. Yeah, then Michael goes upstairs and boom, tall man. So you you don't awesome. know. That's that's what I love about it is this whole thing is so nightmarish and dreamlike. You don't know which end is up. You don't know what shit's real. You don't know what shit's not real. It just, you know, 
it's awesome. That's Italian too, Jamie. If you think about it, no, it totally is. Well, that's what. Yeah. yeah, that was one of my points, and that it is, a, and how Italian it is, is that it doesn't yeah. really make any fucking sense. I mean, if you, <laughs> it's like it's like Fulci, totally. Fulci? Oh, he fools you, so he called him Fulci. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's an art form in Italy. Fulci. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Evil Dead Trap. You think you're, uh, which is which is right. an Asian film, but it's heavily Italian inspired. So you're you're watching that all all along. You're like, oh, this makes total sense. Wow, look at them making a movie that actually makes sense. And then in true Asian slash Italian fashion, at the end, they're like, nope, <laughs> they switch it up on you at the end. Man. So, um, that's why it just doesn't feel like the traditional American narrative, you know. Does this get answered in part two? Do we find out? Is Jody dead? Do we Is this find... gonna be like of soap? Do we find out? <laughs> uh, do we find out next week? Did Jody die? Why the fuck is Reggie here? And why is the tall man alive? And why is he pulling people through a window like Freddy Krueger? Well there's a lot of things we find out in the second one. You'll just have to wait and see. Okay. Yeah. Yo, and then think about that. That's how powerful the tall man is. He's even more powerful than fucking Freddy if you really break it down. Like we were talking about before, with he can make things happen. If he's just fucking with them this whole movie, and it's just like almost like Mike is in some type of hell where where the, the tall man is just going to fuck with him forever. That's crazy. You see, you know when he gets that, um, when Michael is looking at the thing and he has that vision of um, like the horse and carriage Oh right, yes. I was there. You go, Alex. I was going to ask you about that. It's just like Stephen King's it, just like the movie, ain't it? Oh yeah, they totally stole that from it. Yeah, isn't that some shit? Or no, yeah. it it would have stolen it from this. It, it, <laughs> right, right. Well, why? Because it came out eleven years later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's awesome though. There's there we do. I, one of the things I really do like about when we get later into the series is sort of like the time thing. We do a little playing with the time period thing, and I think that's kind of fun. Um, but anyway, that made me think of that. But yeah, Brian said exactly the same thing about it. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't write that down. I'm I'm slipping, but don't worry, guys. I'm going full force for part two, three, four, and five. And uh, Dave and Jamie are always full force, so... So you're saying you haven't tried until now? I haven't been tried. I haven't tried in there four like and a, a half black, years. There were like a black singing group that wears tank tops and has jerry curls. That's what you're saying? Uh, I, I'm just saying I, I haven't tried in four and a half years. You know, I really, I, I'm going to give it a go. I'm finally going to get paid for something that I do best. Yeah, I got a master's in business from an Ivy League school. Why? Because I worked my ass off for it, and I put my nose to the grindstone. That's why I get to live a nice lifestyle. <laughs> Did anybody get my full force reference? Yeah, full, full force? force, yeah. Okay. Lisa, Lisa and a cold jam with full force. They haven't tried in four and a half years either? I get high-class pussy, he gets low-class pussy. I have high-end jobs, he's working the common blue-collar guy because he didn't go to school. <laughs> yeah, like, the backups. Seriously, oh, okay. look up look up full force and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And that's it. It's just funny. But anyway. Listen, hold on. 
I'm not going anywhere because this, this is fun for me. I might be fired up. I might be a little bit hot under the collar, whatever you want to call it. But I have ambition. You can't buy it. I have talent. You can't get it. I have drive, which you'll never see it because I do care. That's why I do it. And you know what? You got to be a little bit fucking nuts to devote your time and spend your own money. Thousands of dollars at this point right now because you want the best. So you want the best show. You want the best people around you. And that's how it's goddamn done. And you better take a page out of every show and take notes and try to be close to me because if you get five percent like me you might be on the road to success right now you're just trying to be something you will never be able to be and that's successful what happened to that girl and does the grandmother just sit there all day waiting for someone to call <laughs> with fucking candles just sitting there for six dollars just is that their Was life the hearse made of napalm <laughs> <laughs> but what happens to the girl yeah, I don't know. She goes there, she screams. We never hear what happens no. to her. A completely dropped no thing. Oh, yeah. No idea. Yeah. Fucking crazy. And I noticed something. There's an awful lot of crickets in this movie, don't you think? You mean like the ones we're hearing after you just said that? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. There was crickets constantly. I never oh, saw... Oh, yeah. I noticed that. I did. More crickets in it. Yeah. It was... It was crazy. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, man. Wasn't Mike funny because he was bossing the girls around? He was like a little Loomis. Did you guys oh, know? yeah. It? Remember when he's like, drive, you must take me home now. Yeah, everything. He kept bossing them around the entire fucking time. Well, I'm going to Get now. But they didn't listen. And that's how no they got questions. killed. No questions. You must take me home. Yeah. 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 Now, who drove the fucking car? Who taught the Jawas how to drive? Speaking of Michael Myers. Who taught... <laughs> That's another thing, Brian. He's like, who is driving that car? Is it the girl going, ah, just driving? I'm assuming, I'm assuming she got taken. Like, I'm assuming they got her because we don't ever see her again. You know, there's two. One of them does the pedals and one of them stands on top of the other one. Oh, I thought the Jawa just tied a block to his foot and, and did it that way. <laughs> oh yeah maybe who's I, driving the other car in Salem's lot that's what I want to know when the, when... <laughs> and why did the car burst into flames because it was made of napalm that's <laughs> right and, and fucking Reggie what a dead eye he is he has one fucking shot and he gets the ball yeah right, right? amazing yeah amazing. he knew an ice cream vendor could be so such a dead <laughs> shot yeah. yeah right Fucking Coscarelli. He did everything for this movie. He he directed it. He wrote it. He produced it. He fucking photographed it. And he edited this fucking movie. Yeah. It, it, it's totally his baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all on him. The soundtrack. It's like, it's like Jamie was saying before. The soundtrack was Goblin-like, Suspiria-like. Right? Yeah, totally. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I listened to this soundtrack... Um, I haven't in a while, actually. But I used to listen to this soundtrack when I was writing or doing anything like that. And it's just very atmospheric, very moody, very cool. It's great. And, and there's different incantations of it. Like, you hear a guitar version of it in the bar. And you hear uh, a, a different instruments playing it throughout the movie. Just like the general theme song, you know? the, You know, I'm not going to... Mm -hmm. But, yeah. But, man, it's really great. I, I just... I am, I am a big fan of this movie. And uh, I'll just sum it up. Uh, I'll say uh, 4.5 out of 5. Damn. You're going to give it, me some Blu-ray? Is there a Blu-ray box set for this? 
it's coming. With, when five comes out, you mean? <laughs> Eventually, it's supposed to be coming, but no, it's not out yet. Right now, only two is out, and they're working on on one now. What's his name? Is Abrams the four K transfer the whole nine? So yeah, this whole well, this whole series has been screwed as far as like releases have gone. Through. Two yeah. has always been on its own separate thing because two was Universal, right. and so. Eh, and everything else was Coscarelli. So they've always been separate, like a rights thing. And oh. uh, it's it's always been a hassle. Um, but hmm. I think they're trying to. Yeah. Um, I love how with the, like when you said, Dave, that he did everything for this movie, cracks me up that it's like written and directed by Don Coscarelli, produced by D.A. Coscarelli. Totally right. different guy, we swear. <laughs> different guy altogether. Nah. <laughs> like we yeah. know it. You, man, uh, it's all right. Edited by <laughs> Don C. Oh! <laughs> Just something else. Donald Coscarelli. <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> and fucking, oh, the screwdriver. Remember when he puts the screwdriver in the door? Yeah. When, he, when he's trying to lock Mike in the room, Jody? Yeah. Dude, my parents had that exact same screwdriver set, orange with the black. Wow. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, I, I can't wait to show it to my brother. Just because I'll say, Mike, does that screwdriver look they lock you in? Did they lock you in rooms with him? <laughs> <laughs> His name's Mike, too. Yeah, they probably did lock him in the room. With it. Yeah. And that white room is fucking awesome. The climax of this film, when they get there, it takes you to a place you never expect to go, I think. And the look of the mausoleum is that when I die, I told my wife, I don't care what happens to my body when I die. I say this shit all the time, but I'm just being an asshole. Honestly, if I could pick where I wanted to go, I would go in that fucking mausoleum because it's amazing. You want to go into a mausoleum. Wow. I don't want to see. I feel like people could tamper with me in there. That one? You you want someone to tamper with you? Uh, you know you know what I always wanted? I always wanted to, uh, I told Tiffany, if, when you bury me, I want to be, you got to put a cell phone in my, in my coffin in case I wake up. I want somebody to come and get me. Good idea. Good call. Good Nowadays, call. that's rare because most people are embalmed when they're buried. <laughs> so you're okay. a little late Fuck. if you... So, yeah, um, four and a half out of five. <laughs> as for me, I also give this a four and a half out of five. And uh, just the very same reason. I just I just knock it down it's just a tick because there are some moments that drag just a little. And um, there are little uh, wanky things here and there. But for the most part, I really do have great affection for this film. And... Um, I always forget exactly how much until I watch it again. And then I'm like, you know what? Damn, I really love this movie. So um, I say four out of five. I mean, 4.5 out of five. Wow. First time I ever watched it was about 10, 15 years ago. And I think it was one of those movies where it was a friend showing it to me. And I know I definitely fell asleep. And it was one of those movies where I woke up right towards the ending or something. And I was like, he was like, so what do you think? I was like, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> that was the worst movie like what is this guy showing me and so when i went into this i was thinking it's going to be really boring and just not interesting in the least and i was pleasantly surprised i really dig the whole atmosphere and the people in it and i like the killer in it and i loved the trippy quality but i would really like to watch this again before i give it a real rating because I liked it so much, I'm probably going to do it a disservice. But I'll say now, four out of five. But 
I could see that going up. And it is a damn shame. I've not put this in my rotation for the last... And part two, probably. I'll probably regret that, too, when I'm done watching it. But this should have been in there. I'm, I'm an idiot. What can I say? I wonder what else I'll discover as time goes on, but, yeah. Hey, man, it's okay. You can thank the Skull Nation. They did something for you. You know, they recommended that we do this show, so... Yeah, I can thank Jared for making that poll. Right, right, there you go. Thank Jared. Thank everyone that... Who voted? I mean, when we get to part five or four, then I'll hate you all. So happy, but (laughs) I don't know. But still, at least at least it brought this movie to your life, which we can all agree is a pretty solid movie at at the very least. Uh, Yes, and thank you everybody for being so participative when I made the video asking everybody if they want this retrospective. Here you go, guys. The skeleton crew. Sorry, Jerry. Yeah, I know Jerry's like, please don't waste my time. Jer- well, Jerry also only watched part one once, and he fell asleep, and they never watched it again. So he's exactly in my boat, so maybe I'll talk to him uh, before the show comes out and tell him. All right, guys. Well, for the rest of you, thank you for listening to the first installment of our Phantasm Retrospective. One movie per show, unless we really have nothing to say about part three and four. In that case, I'll probably combine those into one big show. And then make five its own show. I don't know. Who cares? Play that shit, bug ahead. Get out now!